Peace, 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 and welcome to the Origins of Om podcast. I'm your host, Omaya, and I am so excited about season two as we kick it off with my girl, my best friend, Josie Smith, who is also going to be my co-host for the season. We have some really wonderful unfolding topics that we want to share with the listeners and get more people involved in in understanding the dynamics of life and friendship and family and truth. Let's get into it. Hey, Josie. Hello. (laughs) Yes, I can. Cool. Let me just start by saying that um, I'm super excited about what, uh, what God has planned for us, you know, um, I feel like we have a lot to share. I feel like you have a lot to share. You know, you've, you've experienced life in so many ways that, um, it's interesting watching your journey. Um, I, I've, I always wondered like, oh gosh, how's this going to turn out? You know, how's this going to turn out for me? How's this going to look for her? And because you're like my sister, you know, my real sister. And we've known each other for, you know, 30 plus years, which is crazy because I've been saying 25 for the last five years. And it's like, yeah, you know, (laughs) I was doing that calculation the other day. I was like, oh, we almost there. We almost there. (laughs) What a journey. What a journey. So. um. I wanted you to, to, you know, just share a little bit about, you know, who you are um, or what you have become thus far over the years. Um, what would you consider your avatar at this moment, this present moment in life? <laughs> mm-hmm. What would I consider my avatar this present moment in life, in life? Um, my avatar would be healer, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just clear out without the fluff and just healer. I mean, I fight that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's always been there, but just the capacity of like, damn, this is, I've come into this lifetime this reincarnation if you believe in that to do this type of work and be so connected to people and to feel other people's energy and um almost feel the the neediness of um the work that I'm uh, the service that I'm here to assist with or channel through so yeah I mean I I think I've actually just fully taking it on this year which is crazy you know like I could just say that without a hundred with like without a doubt a hundred percent like I am a healer I know that in the past it was just like but are you really how you know because in my mind it's just like it has to look a certain way or this is the capacity and how I serve and now it's just like shit that may look like um me actually saying something to somebody you know me touching somebody it's just how god wants to express itself through me so yeah did that make sense oh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. 
do you feel like it's something that you were forced uh, to become or something that you've kind of, you were, you always been since you were a little girl? Definitely not forced. I feel like it was something that um, we can say the enemy, right? Um, yeah. Wanted to keep me from. And I, um, I see that because I've always, so if we go back into Josie growing up in a program, it was like literally Josie wanting to be this boss bitch, excuse my language of like, I want my money. I want my company. I want my businesses. That's it. I don't know where the man, the kids, all of that. Like I did not really <laughs> see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. And we've been friends since we were what, seven and yeah. We, that's something that I said at seven. Like, yeah. you know that. <laughs> Playing Barbies um, outside. <laughs> right, right, right. That's always been my conversation. And I've always been a dreamer. And I can always feel things. Like, I can remember being very young. And I can walk into a space or a house. And I would just feel, like, this energy of, like, this push of, like, get out. And I would tell my mommy, I'm like, ooh, I, I don't even remember what I would say as a kid, but I can just remember being like, ooh, we need to get out of here. I could just feel the energy in certain spaces. Um, I would dream, and it would be so vivid and so scary. And I grew up Catholic, so I would literally pray. I would sleep with my rosary under my pillow, and I would <laughs> pray, and I would say, God, I don't want to dream, and I don't want to see those things. Wow. You have to be careful for the contracts that you create. You know what Ooh. I mean? And um, it has created this confusion in um, my my journey because it created this lack of trust of what I see, what I feel, because it's just like, oh, I don't I don't want I'm, I'm literally saying to spirit like I don't want that. Right. So it's like, OK, yeah. we she does just not what she wants you know what I mean but it's almost now where it's just like oh bitch you don't have a choice like this is what you came to do so this is what we're doing so fully just embodying that and honestly having to go back and just be like remember when I said I don't want to see like okay I'm ready to see see those things I'm tired of being confused you know like to fully embody it and just trust in that and in, in in some kind of way be of service with those gifts you know so to answer your question, uh, I feel like my journey to this point has been to have the spirit of confusion to where I'm not tapped into embodying purpose of healer. It's in my negative chart, very strong um, of who, you know, what I came, the work I came to do in this lifetime. So, yeah, I, I think it's funny when you mentioned having the rosary under your pillow because I remember vaguely when my parents went out of town and you came to spend the night in my house. Oh. <laughs> I think I probably would bring my rosary to everybody's house. You did. What kind of energies was in this house? Oh, that's you crazy. Said, you that's told nice. me you spent, you said every friend's house that you spent the night at had a freaking spirit in that house. Girl, shut up. I don't remember yes. that. Yes, you were like, you yeah. were telling me, you was like, I was like, what are you doing with all this stuff? And you was like, because every time I go to my friend's house, <laughs> you was like, I always see something. Like, I always wow. see something like in a corner or something somewhere. So I was like, okay, well, you're not going to see nothing here. And uh, you was like, well, I don't know. I just want to be safe. And so wow. um, oh. I remember that. And you slept just fine. <laughs> you didn't have yeah. any you didn't have any episode that you shared with me at the time and but it's just so funny that 
you 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 know what's what I just caught like a glimpse of and I'm, I'm it just came back to me and I, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust that, which is so strange, God. Um <laughs> I can remember, okay, because I I don't remember a lot of stuff about like childhood like that. Yeah. But as you're speaking about that, it's bringing up a memory and it's something about the fireplace right there, because y'all had the fireplace right in the middle <laughs> of the living room. Right. And it was like a dense energy right there. Mm. So I don't know. Like maybe I d I don't that you want no, you're not wrong. Okay. You want to hear that, something crazy? Oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh my god! Because that vision literally just popped into my head. It wasn't like no, you wasn't off. That shit's crazy. Go ahead, tell me. Why am well, I not wrong? so what? What's 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 wild about that? Okay, mm-hmm. so my brother Kevin, my stepbrother Kevin, um, may he rest in us. Uh, transition. I want to say is like ninety seven, nineteen ninety seven, and he used to stop by periodically. He would come and. You know, maybe grab some food up, <laughs> grab some change if he saw it on the counter, you know, whatever. You right. know how it is a family. Um, and also, um, my stepfather's um, late wife transition as well. So mm-hmm. that energy still resides in that home, right? Did they uh, live in that home? They did live in that home. Uh-huh. Wow. They, built, they okay. actually built that home together. Wow. Okay. And remember, he was that house was the first house on that block on that street. So you were across the way, five houses down from me. Right. Um, right there next to, you know, our neighbor Sharon's house. That's that was the very first home that was built on that street. And mm-hmm. uh, his wife built that home mm-hmm. um, structure and all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we moved in there. Um, I remember, you know, it just, it felt, you know, like this, it was this calming presence, you know, I Mm -hmm. I knew that we would be there for a while. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was going to be forever. And that's, that was great because I learned so much being in that home. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, fast forwarding to a moment where I, me and my children were staying there. My mom was out of town and it was just me and my stepdad with the children. Mm-hmm. And I was asleep. Okay. He mm-hmm. had put, they had put this, uh, this picture up there by the fireplace. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one night out of nowhere, that picture falls. Wow. Okay. And wakes everybody, you know, everybody in the house up. We all just kind of was startled. Mm-hmm. No one touched that picture. That picture was securely up there. So whatever happened, whatever was going on, that kind of freaked us out. Mm. What was the picture of? Uh, it was just a, a, a art picture, like you know, some let it let let's say like a, a those those melanated uh, art pictures that you know you see everywhere. It was a really I can't Calm remember this, huh? Common, like that you've probably seen it because you know a certain art pieces that a lot of black people you know you would yeah th- okay was it something like that. Yeah, it was like a like a lover's picture or something yeah. like that. Um, I can't, I don't have the perfect memory of that. I just remember it was up there and uh, it fell down. So it's funny that you mentioned that 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 energy that was right there by that fireplace. Insane. And who, wow. who bought the photo? Who bought that? Do you know? Um, my mom did a lot of that. My mom would go to okay. these, um, 
starving artists events and that okay. would happen like twice a month uh mm-hmm. twice a year I'm sorry so it'd be like January and in July and she would go and like purchase all these you know uh pictures with, with beautiful frames and then come back put them up somewhere or, you know we kind of you know put them up here and there during the seasons and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh but she wasn't there at that time when that happened and mm-hmm. I just thought it was very random, you know. I didn't yeah. really go freaking myself out like, oh, it's a spirit, you know. But yeah, um, because we are spirit. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so that that was interesting that you, yeah, that you That's- saw that. And was that when you came to spend the night that time, or just when you were just coming visiting? I don't know. I just literally you were talking about when I came to spend the night. I don't even remember spending the night at your house. Honestly, crazy. <laughs> like you just mentioning that it brought that memory. To, it brought that. I saw the vision. I saw like it was, spirit gave me that. It was like I saw a fireplace and I saw like just like a shadow. And I was mm. like, hmm, that must have been what I picked up. You know, the body remembers my, all of that. So it's just recollecting the data. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I saw anything. It probably, it was more so I felt it because I stopped kind of seeing certain things, but I would feel. So I probably felt it. What made you like, what encounter made you freak out to where you just didn't want to see anything ever again when it came to the spiritual realm? Um... I I don't recall my earliest and being on this this uh, podcast is probably go recall it back to my memory. I have right. one that I remember very clearly, but I wasn't very young. I was in high school. I believe that it started in my dreams. In my dreams were so frightening. Um, I don't know if I actually probably saw things. I probably did see things. I just don't remember what I saw. I could have blocked it so much out of my um, memory because it was so traumatic that I'm not even able to access it right now. But I know it had to start really early because I started, I I remember. um, And then we were, that was before we were in high school. So it, it definitely happened pretty early. But I do remember the one where I was like, fuck this. Um, I was at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. We were in high school and we were getting every year her family would go to Louisiana and uh, it's something about the state of Louisiana. Um, yeah. Yeah. State of Louisiana. I mean, it's specifically Southern Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and uh, they would go to Bro Bridge, Louisiana every year. I think it's a, it was a crawfish festival. Well, the first the first year I went with them, um, that was the first time I'd ever really heard women speak about putting voodoo on somebody um, as far as like, you know, putting it in the man's food. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. very disrespectful to not eat food that's being served to you. And I was very funny about food, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was always funny. My mama would be like, if my dad, if somebody brought some food from outside into the house and we don't eat it. And now, energetically, and now just knowing certain things, I'm, I'm not eating everybody's food. I'm not no. the energy that's put into it. So um, I didn't eat everybody's food. And I was already a picky eater. So um, I remember somebody offered me some food and I was like, no. And I kind of got these looks. And then I think my friend was like, 
you know, that could be seen as disrespectful. So I remember that encounter. And I just remember the women talking about, you know, putting things on men and just more of like that hoodoo type energy. Yeah. And I may be, um, I may not be getting it right. So I have no disrespect if this is actually voodoo or hoodoo. I don't know. I know there's a difference, but I think it is voodoo because I think, I believe voodoo is more of the dark energy believe and i think hoodoo was more of like a act uh, like a Af- african spiritual kind of religion and i don't know so listeners please you y'all can comment and be like she got the shit wrong sorry no <laughs> it's just it's all to me one and the same right so right, right. So it's I'm, really I'm, about intention but intention exactly so i don't want to disrespect anybody's um beliefs practice. because people mm-hmm. still yeah they still practice voodoo so but it was it was used in a dark energy of actually like trying to coerce someone into things outside of their will yeah and I was just like that's fucked up and then I and then I got bit by something my ankle swelled up so huge like it looked like I had like a baseball sized bite or something on my was it a spider I don't know I I mean I thought it was I really thought Mm -hmm. it was a spider bite because it was just it was so strange so I got bit by a spider I got looked at crazy because I didn't want to eat the goddamn food. Then, like, I was hearing them talk about putting stuff on men, and it was just like, this shit is eerie. Like, I just saw this, like, in movies and just her set. You know, my I told my, I told my husband, I said, listen, that's what, that's what they do. Yeah. Like, not all, but that's mm-hmm. a thing, you know? It's a thing. And they laugh about it. Like, right. it's, you know, natural. Right. <laughs> And it, it's just like, that was like, this is crazy. Like, people actually do that shit. It's like, mm-hmm. you hear it as like a folktale, but no people operate like that. So I just remember being like, this shit is crazy. That was the first year. And do you know my dumb ass signed up again to go the second year? So... <laughs> Because you, you with the thrill, you with the yeah, thrill of it. Because I'm fucking nosy. That's why. I'm yeah, like, man. As an adult, I'm like, Josie, why the fuck would you even decide to go back a second year out of curiosity yes so the night before the trip i'm at my friend's house and we're sleeping in her bedroom Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm awakened by this man silhouette like this this energy this entity whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. at the end of the bed (laughs) and it was just there girl and I just felt like I felt like <laughs> I felt the energy on my body, like kind of holding me down. I don't know. I wish my mama was still alive because Ooh. I want to know what I called her and said. All I know is that she came and picked me up and was. I was just like, I can't go. I don't even remember what I said to my friend's family because it sounds so crazy to say, hey, bitch, there was something in your room and <laughs> I, I got to get out of here. Like, uh, the Holy Spirit is telling me, like, I should not go. Um, mm. And uh, for a long time, and you know what? I I just realized, because for a, a long time, I saw that energy as something evil, as something mm-hmm. dark, like something in the house. Yeah. And that encounter scared me so much that I'm just like, I'm literally... Like if I, I, it's very difficult for me to fall asleep anywhere because I'm always like I don't know what energy is left in this room, mm-hmm. and this is it, this is carried with me for years. So the other day, I was just thinking. I said God offered me was like, what if that entity or energy was not evil? What if that was an ancestor that was like 
that was like we don't you don't need to be there like get out and it just showed up as like i'm gonna frighten the shit out of her to get her out of here you know what i mean and it's yeah that actually empowered me a little bit more than to see it for so many years as like this evil thing in this house and just you know it was scary it was spooky but what if it was just like somebody like a spirit just saying hey this is not you need no you need to get get out of here. You don't need to go down there. You've already last year. You saw what happened. You yeah, keep intertwi- intertwining yourself with these energies and entities. You go bring back something that you don't know how to take off of your ass. You know. Mm. So now that's a little bit more empowering for me to see it that way. But that one, that incident freaked me the fuck out. Like that one was just like, ooh, yeah, Mm-mm. nope. And you and you know what's wild is like we like I have family from Shreveport, and you know um, when I went as an adult for the first time, I went to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and the intention was to stay there for a night and leave. Mm-hmm. But something about being in New Orleans, like, you don't want to leave. It's this energy of, like, I want to stay and just kind of... And being that we are inquisitive Mm -hmm. uh, and learning not to be so nosy and curious, (laughs) like, okay, look, you know, let some things be where they're at. Stop trying to go scope it out and see if you tripping or if if you really see it. I remember being there. It was like I had returned. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something wild that happened. Mm-hmm. I was I was walking, um, me, me and Amari, we were walking down this strip in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And there was this girl walking by. She had this pink hair, pink braids in her hair. Mm-hmm. And at first I see her and I'm like, okay, she's, you know, she just, she exuded this energy of like, uh, and I can see people. I can see, like, you can see energy, like spirits. I see mm-hmm. the energy. I can see the vortex. I can see within the person. Mm-hmm. I can pull that, that, that vibe in, that, that frequency where mm-hmm. I'm like, something's off or something's, you know, in alignment, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because every store we would go into and leave out, she was there, and I didn't catch that from a lot of other people. It was mm-hmm. it was specifically this woman. So this is, I kid you not, and I had to check myself because I was like, I, you can't make this up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm walking. I want to say I was on the, I was on Amari's left side walking, right? Mm-hmm. She walks by me coming from the opposite direction. Like the minute we left out of this other store, She's coming out of another store in front of us and walks past me to my left. The minute she walked past me, I had this sharp pain in my freaking index finger on my left hand. Wow. Okay. And I remember going, oh, what the heck? What the heck? What the heck? And Mm -hmm. I felt it felt like something had pricked my finger Mm -hmm. and it shot through my, 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 my left side of my arm. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like holding it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already tuned in. I'm a healer. I can do this. I can whatever's going on in my body. Mm-hmm. I know how to energetically remove that in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. But this one, it was like fighting me. So mm-hmm. I so something was like, tell your beloved to to squeeze your finger. 
because mm-hmm. he's a healer as well mm-hmm. the minute I met him I was like that's a magician he's a healer <laughs> so um but he doesn't you know use it a lot right so yeah. he grabbed my finger and had to squeeze it really 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 tight till it was red mm-hmm. and the minute he released it it was gone mm-hmm. and so I hadn't mentioned the girl at all to him the whole time I had seen this girl th- like three or four times within I want to say like 30 minutes of us moving around you know each block looking you know we were looking for um we were looking for some uh voodoo cards that we actually ended up purchasing through Amazon later but it was like the original voodoo cards um that we we wanted and we couldn't find them so when she are tarot deck, my bad, not voodoo, but tarot deck cards. I was wondering. I'm like, okay, go ahead. no tarot deck card, but it's but it's the same thing because you're talking about the practice of 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 hoodoo, and yeah. um, and so I I told him I said, babe, there was this girl. I said, did you see the girl with the pink hair? And he was like, no, and I'm like, okay, mm. there was the girl with the pink hair. I mean, she was right there. And mm-hmm. she kept moving around and, you know, this, that, and the third. And I'm telling him, he's like, I, and he's like, he's more observant than me. He's the eagle eye, you know, he's a Scorpio. Yeah. So he can observe his atmosphere like it's nothing. But for whatever reason, she was moving in the shadows. You hear me? Yeah. And I, I just remember after that, it was this, it was this voice that was like, there's some unfinished there's some unfinished work here. And I said, um, so what I did, instead of making it a big theatrical experience for me, right? Mm -hmm. I made peace with the atmosphere. Oh, that's awesome. It was like, whatever, whatever has occurred in the past and whatever needs to be dealt with here, now in the future, in this moment time, Mm -hmm. I'm making peace with whatever it is right here, right now. I am the mother and I created this and I'm choosing to see this in the beauty that it is. And so I even channeled that girl and just gave her a hug in my mind. Ooh. Like I didn't even know what, what it was or what was going on. I knew she was fucking with me though. <laughs> I, was right, like, right. I was like, she's fucking with me. She keep popping right. up. Like something's going on. And you know, you, I was just like, you know, you can't make that up. It could sound really insane to somebody that's not in tune, but right. for the listeners, I know y'all know, like it, yeah. this stuff is real. Yeah. yeah. Even to where you said that you, and I'm glad that you shared these things with me when we were little and growing up, because I always saw you as somebody that had premonitions. Like you would have these visions ahead of time and then you would tell me something and that shit would happen. I have no memory of that. Oh my, see? And that's because <laughs> when we shone away from our right? gifts as yep. children. Yes, yes. Something so pure, something so knowing. So, so innocent. Yeah. Like even yep. I have to, I have to teach my daughter, like you see shadows, um, the, you know, are they, are they, you know, what type of feeling? Cause see, that's the thing that a lot of people don't really, they tap into the emotional aspect of themselves, mm-hmm. but the feeling right. Always gets disregarded. Right. And it's like, well, if it didn't make you feel like uncomfortable, like as if it was harming you, 
mm-hmm. or anything like that, then what then why not look at it a little deeper and see what that is? Mm-hmm. Because these shadows are reflections of you anyway. Mm-hmm. They're just you manifested in 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 a in a form, in a in a dark form or a light form or a a blue light or something like that, right? Right. So I remember you having what I would call premonitions. And again, when we're young like that, just like when we were little girls playing dolls and you wanted to be this rich woman and I always always wanted to be just married with children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then seeing how life has manifested as such. Mm -hmm. What's crazy is when you're not specific about the thing you want though. Mm-hmm. And how it comes in these these this chaos, <laughs> mm-hmm. because you're not intent you're not intentfully being specific. So if I say I wanted a a, a husband and children, that like what type of husband? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the husband you had struggled with forgiveness mm-hmm. and lacked self awareness. Mm-hmm. So. What type of family, what type of life are you looking for? And it wasn't until my adulthood that I started becoming more intentful, right? Right. Yeah. So, wow. That's good. You said something that I wanted to ask about and I lost it, but it's okay. It'll it'll come back. Um, But yeah, that's so interesting that... You know, and I and I always tell people like go back to the memory of how you were as a kid. What were you interested in? Like what did you navigate to? What mm-hmm. you know, like what were you saying? What did you you know, like because that gives you so many clues to like why you're here, you know, because yeah. you're so close to the beginning, you know what we know, mm-hmm. our kids know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just that it's kind of sad now that I think about it, like all these years of programming to where it's just like you cut yourself off from source in a way because, mm. of you know, certain programs. Um, so anybody out there listening, don't do that. Or if you have children, don't do that either. <laughs> Real. Like, don't you know? raise your children like I don't raise my children like, oh, you, you just had a nightmare. You're tripping. Go to bed. Yeah. Like or you're making it up. Oh, that's that's okay. It came back to me. Yes. Good. That's so important that you say, well, how did that make you feel? Like, mm-hmm. what did that energy make you feel like? And and that was important, like the story that I mentioned about being at the friend's house and I saw that energy. The mm-hmm. energy was like, get out, get the fuck out, you know, and it beckoned that. And I mm. remember a couple of years ago when I moved to Denver and um my spiritual gifts just got even more heightened. And I used to feel like this, this calming presence on my spine. And I'm like, something is around me, but it's warm, it's loving, it's gentle. Mm. And I was able to identify it. I'm like, this is a warm, gentle um, energy. And it came out that it was my grandmother's energy. And she, she was telling me, like, I literally, I would be like, because I feel the energy and I'm like who are you and I remember we were driving (laughs) one day and like the first street I saw was Smith and I was like okay family (laughs) and I kid you the fuck not 
the next streak we saw was Josephine. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was very clear and like, but my grandma's personality was very much like this straight shooter. Like, it, it, you know, guessing, go tell you straight up. And um, I had a friend who was a medium and I'm, because I, I knew, I'm like, okay, I feel like grandma's kind of telling me like who she is, but maybe I can't trust what I see. Ain't that something? So yeah. I go to a medium, <laughs> my friends, that, that's a medium. And she, so she's tapping into the energy and she's, um, so when people like with mediums also, anybody out there seeking like to go to like a psychic or a medium, the way the information is sometimes delivered, it's in pieces and it will only be for you to identify it. So they may mm-hmm. ask you a question. Only you will know that answer. You know, it's, it's just trying to test, like the spirit is going to come through and give you clues to who I am. So you would be able to identify what that spirit is, if I'm yeah. making sense. Yeah. So when the lady was trying to identify what spirit was around me, what energy was around me, my grandmother gave, she was like, it's definitely warm, but definitely kind. And she said, for some reason, I hear name, name, like your name is Joe's. Like, she was like, I, what's your middle name? And I was like, cause she knew my first name. She's like, what's your middle name? And I told her and she was like, the, she's telling me name, name. And I was like, oh, got it. Josephine, Josie. I'm named after my grandmother. So that was her way to mm. confirm her presence because I would know name if she said name because we have the same name i'm named after her so um yeah that's, do you, really that's on your and that's on your dad's side right it's on my daddy's side yeah do you know do you know where they're from um uh, or well you know as far as the family uh it, it is so crazy that you said this all is going to in line um so i definitely feel i've traveled with my dad's family a lot we've 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 done lifetimes we've mm-hmm. done a lot of lifetimes together um and the other day so my texas originally and my grandmother is this was this little bitty red looking woman i mean red as in like her skin was dark but it was very red so mm-hmm. she looks like an indian and now my I have her home. So we're rehabbing her home. And she has this wow. in the front yard. It's like this museum of like artifacts. I don't know. It's like a garden. All those like, statues, right? Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. So I was sitting in the car the other day and I'm just looking at all of these art pieces and I'm like, Grandma, what the hell is all, what were you thinking, girl? It's like, it looks like the epitome of like witchcraft if you look at it and it's like baby doll heads with chains and shit, like (laughs) flowers with eyeballs in the middle. Like, it's insane. I'm like, what the Uh... fuck is this? And what kept coming to my, like what I keep saying what I saw, and I'm just like, I, I wonder about this because this is definitely be reconfirmed re- re- for me several times. She has these Indian chiefs. It's like three of them in the little antique muse- museum. I don't even know what this would be. It's almost like her shrine. But she has Indian chiefs in there. There's two of them, and she had them in the house. And I always felt like we were Native people. Like, mm-hmm. And that you say that it's just, and I, the vision that just came to me was that cheese. So I definitely believe that my grandmother's side are native indigenous people. They were already here. 
um, was. Yeah. Like she knew, she knew the origins of, of that family dynamic before it was corrupted because I had to cut you off. But even when you mentioned to me, um, the difference between your mom's grandma, you know, your mom's mom and your dad's yeah. mom, your Josephine was always into the family estate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And order. Yeah. And like, she knew the law, she knew the yep. words, she knew, you know, so when you mentioned those artifacts in the front yard, that's actually something that when I was in the yellow house and we were going through the, uh, we were going through that cusp uh, period, uh, you know, during the Ascension period, we were all kind of going through death and life and all that. Um, <laughs> I had reconnected with all of my ancestors and all of my so-called demons that mm. I was, you know, I had dreams of or I was afraid of, didn't know who they were and didn't identify with. I had actually placed them in front of my yard to protect wow. the home. Uh-huh. To protect the home from um from a lot of the illegal corruption that was going on uh in Florida at the time. So it's interesting that you say that. This is this is really good, Josie. Like I'm really enjoying this because <laughs> it explains so much like our connection Mm. how -hmm. how even before mom you know transitioned may she rest in us was um man we found out we were actually related that we Mm -hmm. were actually cousins i mean the shirt freaked me out when it said coleman's i was like huh (laughs) what's happening and I was like, wait. And I started asking your aunt questions. And she was like, yeah, we got family in Louisiana. And we just said that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It made so much sense. Right. So back to the, the property and grandma's. Yeah. So go back to that. Her shrine. Yeah. Her shrine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, is, that I, what, is that what came to mind? <laughs> Yeah, because I, I don't know what to call it, and it, it was like her, um, her prize, like that. It was something that she really, mm. even in her obituary, I read it the other day, and they they featured that, like she was a gardener, and also she had, um, I forgot what they called it. It was in the Houston Chronicle about that artifacts. I don't even know. It's just like a <laughs> girl, I, I, a museum of maybe her collective thoughts into art I don't know but she really would that was really special to her like that that was her work and that was her creation and um to go look at it and just see all of the things that she put into this shed it's just like grandma what what was what was what does this mean to you like what what were you are you are you gonna keep it or are you planning on removing them yeah yeah I don't know I mean I, I may need to that's, uh, that's that moment in life yeah tap in <laughs> right now what I'm pulling in is is mm-hmm. like you need to tap into her more um yeah. you gotta understand her like that woman even though I can I usually can read people just off of a picture and <laughs> the power and influence she has on the family period even people that you encounter mm-hmm. where you get this vibe automatically like you either sink or you don't sink you either mm-hmm. link or you don't link together right. and 
she knew things that she's willing to share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to approach her without judgment. And that's, that's the, the moment we're in right now in life is avoiding the condemnation behind judgment. Judgment is not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how we use it. And, and a lot of times, just like manipulation, manipulating is not a bad thing. It's just how you use it, you know? Right. Um, and with, with looking at all these different things, Think about if your child, when your child comes into this world and looks at what you are, my children, they, you know, those are your God babies. So mm-hmm. just imagine them like, hey, Josie, like, what is this? Like, what, right. why, what is this thing you're holding on to? It's weird looking, you know? And then you're like, this, this meant something to you. And her consciousness is in those, those artifacts. Yeah. So she, yeah. each artifact, you put your hand on it and you channel into it. And you ask the question that you want to know, what was the intention behind this artifact? And I guarantee you, you're going to get the answers you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I definitely will tap in that to, you know, honor her in that way, because it was something she definitely loved and, you know, admired. Mm-hmm. And think about it, like it probably kept certain people off her land that mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, I'm pretty sure they tried to gentrify that area. Oh, they're doing it right now. Mm, see? And you're, and what's beautiful, right, is your father's mother stayed how many houses down from your mom's mom? <laughs> okay, you got it confused. So my, oh, maybe you didn't. So yes, my father's mom, they lived right down the street, but here's the story. Mm. All of that was my grandma's property. So my grandmother gave wow. my my dad and my mom that house as a gift when they got married. That was my dad's house. Your my, your grandma's the one that your mom's Josephine, mom stayed at. No. Yes, right. So Josephine gave my mom and dad that property. My, Josephine owned that property, the property across the street. That's my aunt's. Um, that she gave that to her oldest son as a gift for them. So she really owned the block. Wow. Which is crazy. So, wow. yeah, so my dad, when my grandmother needed a home, my daddy was like, come stay. Because my daddy was really close to my, his mother-in-law, which is my other grandmother. So my daddy was like, give her that house. That's why my other grandmother was in that house. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So, man, you remember when, and I'm bringing this up again. Remember when we did the numerology uh-huh. And the I was like, this is this is your year mm-hmm. for um handling your family's estate mm-hmm. and tending to your family, period. And it's mm-hmm. and it's interesting. We're at the end of the year right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember all of what we talked about during that 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 session for numerology, but Look at what's happening right now. Like you're, yeah, it's crazy. Wow, and it, wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ray, your uncle Ray, that mm-hmm. ray of light, <laughs> had to leave the body uh-huh. in order to create space and opportunity for you to have the land and the property. Man, just just talk about that. Wow. Yeah it it is. 
It was, so my grandmother came to me. Oh my goodness. I'm like, is anybody even going to be interested in hearing about my family? Uh, Listen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So when, before my grandmother passed away, so I'm named after my grandmother, my grandmother, my grandmother is Josephine. I'm Josie. Mm-hmm. I was not very close to my grandmother in life when she was mm-hmm. alive um, because of just kind of the way she was. But I understand her more in death and she's with me more in death. And um, she loved me the best way she could. Mm-hmm. But we were not close. But at the end of her life, I was older and I made the decision like my grandmother is not going to change Josie. You have her name. And I started to see our elders is just like, I mean, these are walking history books. Like us <laughs> as black people, indigenous people, whatever you want to call us, you right? Like we we've lost that, you know, and the only um the only books or the only knowledge we can get about ourselves is from our elders. So we really need to sit at their feet and who hmm. like tell us these stories. Who who was your mother? Who was your grandmother? Like to link all of this back because we've lost so much of our identity. So yeah. I, I started to come into that awareness as I got er- older, but it was towards the end of her life, which I regret that I, I should have came into it a little sooner, but timing, you know, it was perfect. Timing is perfect. Right. So before she passed away, she told me she was getting ready to go to the Golden Age program. You know, like she was just saying little stuff that it was. What? Like, oh. Yeah, she she was she pulled out every. I just dress. got chills. Oh yeah, that spirit. She pulled out every dress out of her closet, and she was like, "I need to figure out what I'm gonna wear to the Golden Age program." I'm because they were given like the elders at church a uh, program, and it's called the Golden Age program. And I don't even know if that was actually facts. I think she was getting ready to go up yonder, like she was getting ready. No, to she was speaking facts. Yes. So, I mean, facts as in if a church here was actually having that program, I think that she was saying, I'm about to get ready to go <laughs> to the golden, yeah, to the know? upper room. <laughs> right, right, right. And I was tapped into it. I was like, oh, shit, grandma, is, it, it's getting time. Because she kept repeating it, you know? Like, it was just like, oh, is she losing her damn mind? But it was like, no, wow. spirit is, it's, it's, it's a communication. Pay the fuck attention. So... This is crazy. So anyway, it's just so crazy how how God turns things around. Mm. So at her funeral, I felt, and I don't remember at this moment what she said, but there was a message that my grandmother said to me that day, and I wanted to deliver it to my family. And I, it was something about keep the family together. I don't. It was very very important, and she was, she worked really hard to keep family together and her estate and. I mean, who in the 20s and 30s had bit? My grandmother never had a job. She was a businesswoman. So it was just like, she was like a renaissance woman. Like nobody was really, who who was doing that? You know, a black woman. Man, come on. Talk about it. She's like, take care of my stuff. But I don't, I don't remember if what she said exactly at her funeral. I, um, you know, it comes time for reflections and people can speak about the the person who has transitioned and my uncle Ray, the one that you said is a ray of sunshine. Yeah, he he was the one that said we only have time for two people to talk. And then I was like, okay. So two people <laughs> like rushed on a damn 
podium to speak <laughs> about my grandmother. And I was like, surely my uncle is, you know, I'm the third. He'll be okay. Surely he'll let me talk. And girl, I walked on that motherfucking stage. Do you know they kicked my ass off? Like, what? Yeah, they were like, no, it's already been two people. And I was like, what you mean? Like, I'm her granddaughter. The fuck you? I'm, I am her namesake. I have her name. How dare they kicked me off the fucking stage? It wow. was, and, and I, and I, and Uncle Ray was the one, you know, he, he did the funeral and everything. And I, and he, he was like, come on, Josie, get down. And I looked at my daddy and he was like, come on, get down. And I was so mad at my daddy. Like, I was like, for real? Yikes. Like, why wouldn't you say something? And now I know that certain messages didn't need to be delivered. It wasn't for people to hear that at that Mm-mm. particular time. But it hurt me so bad. And I, I didn't fuck with Uncle Ray for years. I already stopped messing with him for other stuff that he did. But, like, that one really took the cake. I was like, how dare you not allow me to speak over my grandmother and, and say something that she wanted to, me to deliver to the family. And mm. I was just like, wow. And then a couple of years later, I remember I was at a friend's house and I had a dream about my grandmother and it was something like I need, I need, it was like, take care of my stuff. Or she was telling me, Hey, there's more there. Like I have more like, um, pay attention. Mm. And I'm just like, what? And I went back to my daddy and I'm like, daddy, go go pay attention to grandma's stuff like make sure uncle ray is not manipulated or taken or whatever it was years ago mm-hmm. but anyway mm-hmm. to bring me back to this point that now that dream that i had about like take care of it is coming into fruition now like almost like you you're gonna be you're that chosen one and it like it's being prophesied to you years before and it doesn't you don't receive it until later am i making sense beyond like all those little nuggets everything was purposeful you know getting kicked off the stage or her saying talking to me before she died I'm getting ready for this and what she spoke to me in that moment and me thinking that it was for everybody and it was like no no that was just for you and then the visions later Mm. to lead to this point of like now it's in your hands like you you gotta you gotta you're the only one that makes sure this shit stays together Becoming, becoming the private woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that because when you operate either in the public or the private, and that's something that I haven't really dug in in this podcast because I'm, you know, baby steps. You need to know who you are first before you go into actually operating uh, with, you know, how to operate in the state, you know, right. because people think that it's just nothing, but what they don't realize is you live in a, in a um, that you know they want to call it a simulator, but this is a corporation. United States is a corporation. It's not a a country. Uh, America is, and so when you talk about business, a lot of these companies, like Donald Trump, is a really good example of someone who understands how to operate in a trust. Right. And it's important that every household has a whole life insurance and a trust to protect their family from these corrupt corporations. Or you're put in what they call assisted key trusts, which is like a bucket trust. And these are for what they call dead corporations, dead people, you you know, people who still live off of color. I'm black, I'm white, 
Um, I'm, my Christian name is, you know, Kendra Coleman, you know, and I'm going off of that character because I was told to be that. So I'm just living my life off of what somebody told me to do. And every time you talk about Josephine, all I could see is her, you know, she reminds me of me. And this is, and it's weird because I always thought like, I don't do that. I don't really be doing all that. Oh yeah, that's me. Or we, you know, your family is like my, you know, none of that. But I've I've observed over the years just how connected you and I are. We've had so many lifetimes together that my beloved is a a masculine, you know, manifestation of my feminine best friend. That's like my sister. And when I met him, he was into understanding, you know, how to correct his status and understanding his nationality and understanding the importance of building a trust and having an estate plan for your family Mm -hmm. for generations to come. And so as a mother myself, Mm -hmm. I I can relate to Josephine in, Mm -hmm. in the fact that I tell my children all the time the importance of understanding, uh, you know, finances and accounting and how to operate um, under corporations and, and, and just like it's this feeling, you know, that's like, don't mess this up, man, because this is something that's going to hold our family together uh, for years to come. Nothing can come in. No evil can seep in and corrupt our family. or or corrupt our trust and it's so important to educate like going back to if you have your grandmother still and and, or grandfather go and talk to them I mean regardless to you know their demeanor or you know how they communicate if Mm -hmm. you come at them in love it breaks that delusion that Mm -hmm. something is wrong or that, you know, uh, something is off between you two. Um, because it's just, it's just generations, that's all. Like, look at, look at the generation now. We, we don't really be into the music that they got going on. Girl, no idea. You know, uh, all this, you know, these namesakes that everyone wants to take on now and these pronouns. I'm like, girl, that's beyond me. I ain't there no more. I don't know what y'all talking about. Mm-hmm. But when we were coming up, these little details of life made sense. But we understand that there's really a um, a numbing and dumbing down of the generation right now. We're talking, you know, this whole mental illness thing that doesn't exist, but it's almost like no child left behind. So we're not going to make you feel pressure. We're not going to make you feel um, this sense of... Um, discomfort and and suffering in some form because if we just make it all good and perfect and you know pat you on the back and you know give you some medicine then you'll you'll be okay and so that feel good generation is what's causing the disharmony and imbalance because if you can't experience suffering if you can't experience discomfort how would you know what peace is like yeah that's true how would you know what it feels like? Like all this work that we're doing, even just in my family, you know, getting our paperwork together and making mm-hmm. sure we have everything in order and 
you know, going back and clearing up all of the debt that we've created out of ignorance, like yeah. all that hard work coming out of the, uh, the cognitive dissonance, that, that delusion of thinking that we were this black person with this Christian name and all this, and then God giving that divine name out of nowhere, Omaya. And, 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 and even you channeling into Josephine, that's the highest form in your family right now of, of, of purity, of, of honesty, of truth, something that you would look up to and say, I want to, I want to, I want to mirror that mm-hmm. in this, in this body form so that I can, again, bring that golden age back that she was not talking crazy because listen, when, when the age of Aquarius actually vibrated and manifested in 2020, mm-hmm. I was like, it's my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time. That's why I'm here. <laughs> it's the weirdos time. Let's go. The it's the ones, ones that people, yeah. The ones that people was looking at, like you off, like you are alien, like you weird. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I, I am the watchman. Mm-hmm. that came back into this body to remind not only my, the self, but to remind others that we're in a realm, we're in a vibration that requires you to know who you are in the spirit. Not only to know who you are in the spirit, but to declare mm-hmm. that by becoming the living word so you need to study to understand who you are so that you have the confidence to be able to do the work that you need to do to protect your lineage. Like knowing that you are responsible for generations, seven generations mm-hmm. and up, but you don't hear that because you're so distracted by everything outside of you that you neglect to know that the outside realm is the Maya. The truth is inside of you. Mm-hmm. How you eat, how you process food, how your, you know, how your organs uh, are operating. Are they in alignment? You know, are you cleansing your organs? Are you taking care of yourself? Like every observation is a, is a replication of your organs. If you look at the tree, that's the nervous system, right? The spine of the, of the root, all that, all that relates to brain spine you know nervous system you know this is a temple and the temple looks like the the nature that you observe with the two lenses that you have but if you were to lose those lenses all you would have is the sense of 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 internal truth of self and and observing what that looks like and how you feel and how you connect to everything off of energy yeah so this is the time to tap into grand, you know, grandmother Josephine, who is now operating in the old golden age program. So she's helping assisting <laughs> in the program. <laughs> there's a book, <laughs> real quick. There's a book called The Holographic Universe by Michael Tabble. Mm -hmm. I recommend people, you know, if you can get that book, um, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. It's T-A-L-B-O-T. I might be saying the last name wrong. 
but he talks about the brain as a hologram. He talks about uh, being out of the mind and the placebo effect and the cosmos um, as a hologram. And so you start to perceive life outside of a visual. You start to really get past all the sense stimulants because the sense stimulants are what keeps you in the body. It keeps you cycling back through. If you're attached to your body, if you're attached to your emotions and you're attached to your senses and like everything's so beautiful, oh, I just want to be here forever. Um, You neglect the mission that you came here to do. You know what I'm saying? Because mother just wants to keep you, keep you in her arms and feed you, you know, her milk. But it's time to grow up out of that. It's time to come out of the mother's womb. Mm -hmm. It's time to become as God is, as the father. So, man, man, there's so much work to do around this right now. Yeah. I I think this is good for today. Because yeah, we could do this for hours. <laughs> we could really do it for hours. And there's so many things that we t- touched on that I'm like, oh, we need to talk about that. Oh, we, we need to, talk to about reflect. That. Mm-hmm. And I've been sitting yeah. here taking notes on the side. So that helps with like, when you mentioned that golden age program, I got chills. Mm-hmm. And this, and, and just so the listeners know, when is it that she actually transitioned? Do you remember the date? Um, I can pull it up. Uh, it was it's 2012. I think it was June. It was definitely in June because I she's a Leo. She was born in August, so it was like June wow. something. It's June 2014. Mm-hmm. 20 oh 2014. 2012. 2012. 2012. My other grandma passed in March of 2014. So yeah, she it was 2012 in June. So June of 2012 was almost like flipped to. 2021 when you think about it and this is when all hell broke loose and we all well you know we all went into that dawning of the golden age where you see now everything is is coming into fluorescent I mean she's doing the work do you hear what I'm saying (laughs) like it doesn't it it doesn't stop as above so below so you got to think about that in all aspects of things right Mm-hmm. like when you leave this body you're not just as light being just existing as a beautiful star beaming you're doing work in the spiritual realm you your yeah. consciousness everything still goes with you you just don't get to take the body or this this dichotomy of a mind that yeah. is a collective mm-hmm. wow so interesting the mystery of it all Ooh, well, girl, this is amazing. Um, I, yes. I'm excited about the 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 next classes. I know the series. <laughs> the series is coming in. Right. I don't even know what we would name this one because it was. So oh, much- I, Spirit gave it to me. Oh, really? We are family. Oh, love it. That's good. Yeah. We are family, and this and family. listen, this is literally. To all the listeners too, we are so. If you're if you're tuning in, mm-hmm. there's a reason you're tuning in. When you, when you talk about getting back to the one, getting back to source, mm-hmm. that means that again, there is no I, there is no me, there is no we. 
There just is. And so we're getting back into those, those states of, of, of existence as the one. So we're not separate. So when we talk about race and color and all that, those are, oh, my husband was saying it the other day and I, I, I loved how he said it, but it was pretty much like that, that's the, and that's to create the division. Mm-hmm. We're just one race and that's the, the human race. Right. So let's get out of those, I'm a black woman and this and that. It starts with you. You can still keep communicating in that group session of, you know, black this, black that, black pride, my black is beautiful. But what it sounds like as I sit back and I observe, it sounds like hurt people who need validation for something that happened, you know, years ago. And the fact that even if you grew up in a, in a broken home, right, mm-hmm. um, are you going to make that your story? Is that it for you? Like, when do you create the heaven or earth that is being given to you? When do you channel in to the other layers of existence that you have yet to see? When people think about ascending, they think that it's some, like, um you know, journey and getting into something, really all it is is just turning the, the lights on or switching the stations up mm-hmm. to get to the higher channels. Switching the stations, yeah. Switch the station up. Change up your, change up your scenery. Change up what you're listening to. What your you program. Your program. Your program. You, change, you can change, you can channel the program. You do it all the time when you're sitting in front of a television. Yep. So if you become the magister of your life, you become the magician. You become, you become the master. You become the ruler. You become the governor of your temple. The temple of what? Solomon, soul of man. So now you let the soul communicate and run the light not your mind not your brain your brain i call that the cockroach you want a cockroach running your house you're gonna let the cockroach run you out your house (laughs) you know yeah so anyway yeah we're gonna leave it there sis um i love it this has been a great honor uh joy excitement um i'm i'm excited for what spirit is about to do uh, for everyone in yeah. this time. And I'm grateful that we get to use our instrument, our voice uh, to, to, to turn those lights on in everyone so that they can see that there's more to life than, than where they're sitting right now. So good. And I just, since we were talking about family and that was the title, our, you know, mm-hmm. the topic, and I just wanted to share or mm-hmm. just reiterate to people who may, been li- may have been listening when we spoke about the elders. If you mm-hmm. still have elders in your family, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, grandfathers, go be with them, talk to them, ask them questions, like get yeah. that history because when they're gone, we don't have access to that stuff and it's so important. And we take those things for granted and I mm-hmm. did. 
And I wish that I, I could go back in time and capture capture those moments and get their wishes. Like what how what what do you how what would you how would you want us to leave your legacy? How do you want your funeral cremation? All those things. Get that information. We don't like to talk about death, you know, because it's this this thing that you know just sounds so taboo, but it fucking happens. Everybody's gonna die. So we need to actually have those conversations. What are your wishes? You know what I mean? Like all of that stuff. That's important. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But we talked about insurance and getting things in order, you know, not having mm-hmm. to do um go fund me for the family. Like really, yeah. really getting that stuff together. So sit with the elders get their wishes, learn your history, and go back until memories of childhood to really just think if you're struggling, like struggling with like, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Those clues were left for you when you were young. Mm -hmm. Just try to tap back into that. Like that memory will come back to you for sure. And Um. go back, sorry, go back. And if you have, made any contract with yourself that you were unaware of. <laughs> like, I don't want to see. I don't want to have children. Hmm. Go back and take that back. That was made aware of to me the other day when I thought about a friend who's having issues with infertility. And I always remember her saying, I don't want kids. Oh. You know, like, and I'm like, damn, we got to be careful with the contracts and the things that we say mm-hmm. out of our mouth. Because it is so, you know what I mean? It is God, so. mini God, the manifestation of God, then don't just be so careless with what comes out of your mouth. Say that. So, yeah, that's it. Mm. <laughs> then we, we can talk about other there. stuff. Yep, talk about <laughs> other stuff another time on another episode. On the next episode. Until next time, I right. love you. I love you too. All right, peace. peace.